This is Brian H. Waters, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast. Presents now entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. And by all these episodes that I've been asking you to do so, I would hope that you'd be calling me your Sherpa. But hey, like every good Sherpa you get, I have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring today? Well, you see him right next to me. He is a content creator. He's a producer and editor, a podcaster and interviewer, and he is in charge of the wrestling realm. He is Brian H. Waters. Wow, I need to take you on the road with me. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm 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 available. I let people know that. <laughs> yeah, it's really really cool to be here. Step into the ring. Usually, you know, I, I hear people. Um, like matter of fact, uh, I was actually. I was either on my way to Disney World or to Dallas for WrestleMania, and I was listening to the Willow Nightingale episode. That's uh, like one of my favorite episodes that we've recorded. I, we've mm-hmm. had like a ton of them, right? Full transparency for anybody who's wondering. We've had over, I don't know, it's now now's over over two hundred. But uh, having her on the show, it was just so much fun because like even the intro, like she's very upfront, very bubbly. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, we actually recorded intro twice, but that was the first one I chose. And I love that intro because it was just like the realization, like in her mind where she was like, oh, we, I mean, we also have like, you could watch this or you can listen to it. <laughs> was <just> like, <laughs> That's so Willow. She's, she's amazing. Yes. One of, uh, she's actually my daughter's favorite wrestler. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> And then we end up crossing paths like all the time, like now. So it's awesome that I get to sit back and just like chat with her. Plus, she's having great success like everywhere. So oh, heck it's, yeah. It's, it's cool to see. Mm-hmm. But yo, so for people who don't know who you are, we've actually met a few times, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep crossing paths like all the time. Uh, you know, just for just for kicks. Uh, we actually brought you on our podcast. We had our super showdown. Yep. Uh the pandemic, right? Yeah, it was, it was like wow. 2020. We had, we had like 13 <laughs> people on the show. That was a ridiculous, yeah, <laughs> ridiculously <laughs> overweighted. But uh, we learned a lesson in that episode. But uh, yeah, and then we ended up meeting each other actually at Chaz's wedding, right? And then, <laughs> and then we ran into each other at a fight. <laughs> and yep. I was like, we, I was like, I'm gonna reach out and bring this man on the podcast. I was like, it's about time <laughs> we just keep crossing paths like this. It's crazy, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it was uh. Yeah, the SummerSlam episode was fun, though. You know, it, it felt like, I mean, you, you also got to look at the time we was in, like, where a lot of people was home. It was at that period where people were starting to go out, but it was kind of, you know, still hesitating. And then, unfortunately, we'd be back in the house a little bit, a few weeks later. But that was, you know, it was a different um, change of things. And, you know, just for everybody, just to kind of, we couldn't, like, if we would have been in person, you could just imagine how much fun we all would have been having, us all being wrestling fans. So, it was, you know, it was right. cool. And it's, it's, it's one thing about, like, just being able to be a fan and just kind of, like, like I don't want to like, let your hair down, quote, unquote, but it's just fun to be able to talk to other people who, like, genuinely enjoy wrestling and just want to watch it as a fan. Like, not critique it, not, like, overproduce Facts. it. It's just to get to sit back and have fun and talk about who's better at such and such, right? So, like, right now, obviously, everybody's talking, like, the big topic is, like, who's 
you know, who's going to dethrone Roman? Is it going to be Cody? Full transparency for those. Cody has been around now for a couple of weeks. Uh, but people are like, is it going to be Cody? Is it going to be this person, that person? I'm like, I don't care. I just want to sit back and enjoy and then talk shit. Like, I think that's the yeah. best part. <laughs> yeah, I've been, um, you know, fortunately for my job, I have to watch wrestling. But, you know, I've been watching like a lot of old stuff, you know, been very, very deep into the Attitude Era. And the thing I tell people um, who, you know, there's always the ruthless aggression babies that say, oh, the Attitude Era sucked. It's overrated. Um, and the ruthless aggression era was better because of the matches. I always say, like, we didn't care about work rate at the time, but it was an experience. It was an experience to get up, go to school, and ask your friends, did you see what happened last night? You know, and I try to, you know, maintain that with wrestling now. Something crazy happened. I'm on Twitter talking, you know, and I usually know how to filter out some of the people I don't want to talk, hear talk or hear their opinion. And, of course, like, we have our um, post-WrestleMania group chat that includes, like, those wrestling girls, um, East, um, uh, NYC Demon Diva, and, um, you know, my boy Steve, my boy Justin. So all of us, like, you know, we was all hanging together after WrestleMania. So it's like, hey, you know, we're going to create this group chat. We're going to maintain. And, you know, so I always tell people the group chats are important because you can talk wrestling with like-minded people rather than get all the bull crap on the Internet. Yeah, it's funny because, like, wrestling TikTok or wrestling Twitter is like mm-hmm. it's super super toxic right but wrestling and tiktok is like starting to clean itself up like a lot of people are like policing it and just kind of like main, making sure they're keeping track of each other and stuff like that and so it's genuinely kind of starting to show a little more positive but you're right like being able to sit back and chat with people about wrestling um and wrestling fans that just want to have a good time and it's there's hey there's no better there's no better feeling and i remember like back in the day as a kid like waking up and like getting excited to go to school and like talk about hey man did you did you check out what happened on Monday Night Show last night? And then you're, yeah, like, you know, and someone's <laughs> like, nah, I was watching Bra. I'm like, oh, well, what happened on Bra? Because like at the time, like I was too lazy to flip the channel. So, oh then, like, man, <laughs> I, 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 um, I didn't have cable during the height of the Monday Night Wars, but my grandmother did. So like on, she would record Raw for me, and then you know I watch figure out what happened on Nitro, like watching Worldwide, but. There was times like when I was spending the night during, you know, Christmas break or spring break, and there was plenty of tapes that you like. I would go back and watch, and you would see the channel change <laughs> because you know I was changing the channel during Raw and during uh, Nitro. <laughs> I got um, I got fortunate, man. Like I was able to when I really started getting into WWE and WWF, WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. Once they really started getting into it, yeah, and I was like flipping between like channel 15 and channel 27 and trying to figure out like what one I wanted to watch and what main event I wanted to watch. That was like the most yeah. important part. So anytime <laughs> that I saw Sting was on TV, I was like, I'm that's it. Like I'm watching that. Um, and then like whenever Austin, like really started coming at the height, it was like, I'll watch Austin, but you're right. It was like, it's, it's all about the experience of something. Like I truly really mm-hmm. try. I, I tell, so the one rule for the three count podcast, right. As I tell them, in the month of January and leading up, if you hear anything about the Royal Rumble, if you say something, when I see you, I will punch you in the mouth. I was like, <laughs> the Royal Rumble is like sacred ground to me. I don't give a shit about, listen, out, anybody out there watching this, I don't give a shit about WrestleMania. I just don't. Like, what? those matches are, yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you why. All those matches get lined up and stuff, and, and, and you know, you pretty much know what the card's going to fill up to be like, right? But the Royal Rumble 
I feel is like the only time where you can get genuinely surprised and you can mm-hmm. get like real reactions out of it, right? Like Cody Rhodes coming back to at WrestleMania, right? Although like everybody knew he was going to come back because like it had been like talked about since he left AEW, that was still massive, but it was kind of ruined for me because like everybody was talking about it. The Royal Rumble, like 30 competitors, and you yeah. never know who's going to show up. And I'm always excited about who's going to show up. So whenever like one of my friends is like, yo, I had to spoil that Royal Rumble, I don't care. Don't talk about it with me. Just keep it to yourself. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. No, no, I can I can definitely understand that. Um, it's nothing like the you know, sitting there during the anticipation of the match. You know, and I, I try not to get too worked over like hoping there's so many surprises. Cause then, then it's like people go back and be like, oh, well, you know, they ain't had that many surprises this year and this, that, and the other. But it's still like the anticipation. This year's Royal Rumble was like Brock won. Like, eh, but it was still fun. I think the women had a phenomenal Royal Rumble. And yeah. it's funny you bring that up because I still have my notes because I was working that night. So I had took, I literally, <laughs> well, we did a post show for the ringer. So I had literally like wrote down everybody's um, entry. Just in case, like, you know, producing, somebody asked a question. We was doing it um, was now called Spotify Live, but it was called Green Room at the time. So I didn't know right. if I was going to have to send them messages like, okay, this person came in, this person, and this person, this person was eliminated. So, I, you know, that was the first, I think that was the first um, live Green Room I worked. Well, I did do Survivor Series, but we didn't record it. But I was, like, just trying to be super on point that day. And I was like, it's, it's just funny because I had still had this paper I think I used the, the back of it for Wrestling Rome notes the other day. But I was like, wow, I still got the paper. This is the women's well, Yeah, this is the women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> and you can see Ronda Rousey's name written right there. But, yeah, it's, it's nothing like it. The, the WrestleMania, though, for me, it's between the nostalgia, you know, um, WrestleMania 6, the last one I watched with my grandfather, 17, my grandmother, 26 in person with my Uncle Mike. You know, so it's like a lot of family ties for me. Um, me and my mother, I remember we watched uh, WrestleMania. Which they would order WrestleMania for me every year throughout the years we had cable. And then when we didn't have cable no more, and then we eventually got satellite in 2001. And, you know, it was the big pay-per-views they would order, but they always would order WrestleMania. And, like, it was, um, you know, so it's always been huge to me. With Cody this year, it was different because I was working, right? So at work, you're trying to stay away because, you know, for people who may think the uh, with the Spotify and the Ringer, um, Spotify and WWE deal, you know, it's just more a partnership of, like, you know, we get to access the talent and stuff. But it's nothing on, like, you know, they control us or we know the spoilers or anything. So funny story for you. The day before... WrestleMania night one, my manager comes to me and the other producer. He says, Hey, um, y'all want to record? Uh, we get the first interview with Seth Rollins' opponent. Which one of y'all want to produce it? Now, here's the thing you might miss one or two matches. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, Man, I want, and of course, we don't know the match order. I want to see Bianca's match. I wanted to be in the arena for that experience. I wanted to be in the arena for stone cold those are the two things that i really wanted to be in the arena for so i'm like all right we'll see 
So I, I was like, let me think about it. The other guy said, even think about it. So we think, we think, and then I, I thought about it. I talked to my best friend, the real Dwayne Allen, and he says, oh, bro, you got to do that. You've been to WrestleMania before. This is an opportunity to produce a part of history. He's like, let's not kid ourselves. We know it's Cody Rhodes, and you could be right there. And I was like, hey, you're right. And so, sure enough, um, I text my manager. I was like, put me in, coach. So he says the other guy said he would do it. I'm like, all right, I'll talk to him. So that morning, the next morning, um, I remember I was getting breakfast, and then um, he hit me up. He said, hey, what time are you going to the arena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, hey, uh, so – you know, the interview, you, you mind if I do it? And shout out to Jonathan Kermer, the babyface producer, because he'll tell you in a minute that I'm a bigger wrestling fan than him. So he's like, yeah, bro, you could do it, whatever, whatever. So, you know, and I, I remember going to WrestleMania, I kept telling my manager, I said, I think it's Cody. He's like, "What? If, who else? I said, it's got to be. Like, who else would it be, you know? But to be able to do that uh, and to be able to be, first of all, backstage at WrestleMania, that was crazy. I'm like, you know, you're trying to, you know, you know how it is. You're, you're a fan of this. And you, being a fan your whole life, you think, man, like, this is phenomenal. Like, everything you see, like, you know, when they do the documentaries and you see them riding on the carts and stuff. I got to ride on the cart to get my bag out of one room and then to go to the other room. And then I had to edit the interview right away um, and then turn it around and still, you know, get back out to the front because I wanted to see Stone Cold. Now, it worked out because, you know, I missed Charlotte versus Ronda, which wasn't as bad as people made it seem. It wasn't a great match, but it wasn't – like, I was watching I said, this match that bad. I think because also I didn't watch it with the fatigue of Bianca winning, the fatigue of Cody coming back, you know. And so – and then, you know, the New Day's match got cut, pushed right. to the next night. So I was in my head before that. I was like – you know, I'm thinking I got time. It's like, no, nah, I knew they got cut. So by the time I got back to the out to the arena, Kevin Owens was in the ring already. So I got a chance to, you know, and I ain't had to go back to my seat. I could stand near the photographers. So I have on my phone the footage, like me recording of Kevin Owens talking, and then boom, the glass shattered. And that was my first time seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin in person. So that right there was like, oh my goodness, like that, that's him. You hear the glass shatter. It's like everything you think of as a child. It, it was amazing. Yeah, I can only imagine. And see, what's funny for me was like, uh, I've only been to two WWE events, right? So one of them oh, was okay. SmackDown. And the other one was actually NXT when they came to Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and remember which thing, one? Uh, NXT. Well, it was NXT Bel Air. So they you remember... Was that because I went to one in June? It was like Father's Day weekend, twenty seventeen. It would have been so. It in the in the way that they filmed it chronologically, right? It would have been mm-hmm. the very last match of uh, Punishment Martinez. Oh, okay, yeah, Lee was there. Oh, okay. So you was more recent. Yeah. So what was so funny was. Um, and then, like, yeah, it was weird because it was Punishment Martinez, and then the next night, the next week, uh, Damian Priest showed up, and obviously it was like the same dude. Uh, yes. What's funny though about uh, the whole thing, right, was the 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 match that I got to go to on SmackDown, right? It was coincidentally the last SmackDown for CM Punk, and it was the first time me getting to see Rey Mysterio 
like in wow. person. And so like, this is my childhood idol. I didn't get the chance to meet him one day, one day it'll happen. But, uh, I, yeah, I pop regardless. My my buddy was sitting next to me, and as soon as I saw the light, the the eyes, I just exploded out of my seat. <laughs> so, are you I, planning to try to go to Royal Rumble next year? Hey, you know what? Um, so Chaz's goal for the three count podcast for those who are looking and paying attention, uh, is to make it to a WrestleMania mm-hmm. via <laughs> via WWE bringing us out, <laughs> and so. Whatever pay per view I can get on, you're damn right. Like I would definitely yeah. go. And if I could work as an extra for WWE in the Royal Rumble, bet. Let me get that too. Not I'll good. work security. I'll be a security guard. I don't care. It's just or like the the medical the, the, <laughs> the person with medical and just take them out. I don't care. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to do the Big Four for real. Um, you know, I've done Survivor Series and um, WrestleMania. I've been to three WrestleManias. Um, I was actually supposed to go to SummerSlam 2015, but I had just put my two-week notice in at ESPN. I found that out. Like, I put my notice in, say, that Friday, that next day, or that next Monday or Tuesday. My manager was like, dang, man, you leaving? I'm going to send you to SummerSlam. I'm like, but I was moving back home, and that was Brock and Taker. And so I was like, but, you know, um, hopefully I should be going to SummerSlam this year, so that would be cool. I've done Money in the Bank in Philly. That was the year Randy Orton won, which he would cash in the next month, unfortunately. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's nothing like it, man. I, I tell you, you know, and, and like I said, the Royal Rumble is one I definitely want to get to, just to be in the crowd, the countdown, and see everything. Like, I can just imagine the experience. Oh yeah, I would. I like. I don't know. I feel like for me, like it would have been awesome to get to see like the return of Rey Mysterio. When he mm-hmm. came back, AJ Styles like debut at the Royal Rumble. You know, there's like so but, many cool you know moments. What? To me. That one, I, I get mad every time I think about that one. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, if you remember, that was the rare occasion when the um, NFC Championship game was <laughs> yeah. on at the same day because you know the Rumble is always in between, right? So. It was the Cardinals. They had just um the Panthers had just blew out the Cardinals. And I'm, you know, got that game on. I was working with Fox Sports 1340. So I was like, all right, you know, get ready to change the channel. Boom. Turn to the Royal Rumble. And I'm on Instagram, just scrolling through. And I see Styles P on WWE's page. And I'm like, why are y'all tipping people off on Instagram before they come out? So I put my phone down. I was just mad. Like you know, of course, you know, we didn't know the music. And I remember my son being like, who's that? Who's that? And then I'm like trying to get up for it. Like, yeah, he's here. AJ Styles is here. But I just always think about it. Like, I was just so mad that they was giving away the next entry. It's like up next in the, you know, entry number five. I'm like, why would y'all do that? Like, whoever was, was producing digital media back then, I'm wondering why. I'm glad they don't do that now. Or maybe I just don't be on Instagram doing a Royal Rumble, but I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's like, that's my thing too. Is like for the Rumble, like I stay away from like all social media. Like even like even the during before. the match. Yeah, okay. during the match. Cause I'll, I'll text it like, well, like so this year, right, was the first year where the Three Count podcast kind of had like live tweeting during the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And so like 
I was tweeting out every entry that was coming in. I was expecting like to get that like, hey, who's gonna be the big pop that shows up? And like, you know, we really didn't get it for the men's one, but for the women one, right? Like Ivory was there. It was cool to see her. And there was like so many other cool people that were like involved. And it was just like I got to I got to share it. But um yeah, whenever whenever it gets down to like I think it's usually like two two or three days before the Royal Rumble, like, I just shut off all social media because I'm like, if anybody spoils this Rumble for me, I swear to God. <laughs> so, like, when um the 2014 Rumble, I was I had to work, um this is when I was still in Connecticut working at ESPN, and we had the, the shift called ABC News 1, and basically it was just you take highlights off the server from ESPN, send it to ABC News 1 in New York, and they would send it to, like, the smallest stations that all over the country that like don't send people to cover sports. And I was like, all right, I got to work on the Royal rumble day. So what I'm going to do is I deleted every like app that was spoiling off my phone. So like I took Facebook off my phone. I took Twitter off my phone. Um, I, I didn't answer any text messages and I made it very clear. Do not text me. Do not call me during the Royal Rumble, because I got to work. And when I get back home, I'm going, you know, I had ordered it. This is the last pay-per-view I had ordered um, because the network was, you know, you remember the network came out the day after the Elimination Chamber the next month. So I ordered that pay-per-view and I remember I went in the house, I had a pizza in the oven, you know, and I watched it all the way through. And then, sure enough, my guy, Daniel Bryan, didn't even get inserted in the Royal Rumble. And Bautista would end up winning. Well, if you remember too, that rumble in particular, Rey Mysterio was the last entry. Yep. And <laughs> booed the shit out of How did that make you feel? I was so I was on okay, so I didn't really pay attention to like the crowd like booing, right? Because I was just mm-hmm. like, whatever. Um, but what really upset me was that they didn't even acknowledge that Rey Mysterio got eliminated. Like oh. Like, he comes in, right, all hellfire, and then, like, he's in, he's in, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, it's the final four, but no one talks about it. Like, it's like, where's where's Ray? Mm-hmm. And then, like, Ray kind of just, like, silently left the WWE, like, right after that. And I was like, yo, we just not, we're not going to talk about this. Okay, I, this that's where we're at. <laughs> but I remember, yeah, I like, being a little up in, uh, He showed up in, uh, was it MCW a couple months, a couple of years later? Yeah. Well, like, I remember getting, and I remember being pissed, too, because, like, the fans were like, you know, we wanted Dan O'Brien, and I understood, right? Because they're mm-hmm. like, but that was also the year that Punk got eliminated, right? Was that the same year where he, did, he got did, pulled over the top rope by Kane? I think so, and then the next day was his last day. Yeah, and he left and went off a of Raw. Like, and I was like, yo, it was like, there was, like, a lot of things that happened in that Royal Rumble that people just don't talk about, because, you know, some people were like, well, that was supposed to be, like, Daniel Bryan's run at at Royal uh, WrestleMania was supposed to be CM Punk's run, but even CM Punk was like, "Yo, no, Daniel Bryan's your hot ticket. Like, mm-hmm. put him in." So I don't know. I I understood. I don't where, think I've where watched we're... that Royal Rumble again since. <laughs> I might have watched it like once, but <laughs> like I've totally forgot. Like you know, Raiden getting eliminated, not getting acknowledged. Yeah, because I think like even they might have said it in, even in passing too. Was like like oh, there's a final four. Ray Mysterio was being eliminated, and they just kept it pushing. But I was like. Yo, like he was in there for like maybe two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got eliminated. It was like that's disrespectful to the greatest mass wrestler and, of all time. <laughs> and then the next year, 
when Daniel Bryan came in like number 10 and then, you know, everybody wanted that redemption story for him to get back at WrestleMania because he never lost the belt. And then people, you know, some people said, do you really, you know, we don't know how his health is. Do you really want him in the ring with Brock and all that? And then that's when, you know, the infamous Roman Reigns win. Because <laughs> that's what I do remember. I think it was down to Roman and Batista, right? And people was actually cheering for Roman because they just didn't want Batista to win. Like, everybody yeah. saw the writing on the wall. I just remember, too, like, and this is what I love about, like, the Rumble, right, was, like, Nakamura winning and Asuka winning was, like, two of my favorite, like, winners, right? Mm-hmm. Next, and obviously Rey Mysterio, right? But more importantly, we'll just talk about Nakamura and Asuka because it was, like, a huge moment for both of them. And neither one of them won at WrestleMania. And I remember being so pissed. <laughs> I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I was almost sure Oscar was going to win. You know? Yeah. I was like, yeah, she's going to win. I, Nakamura, I didn't think so. I just didn't see them taking the title off AJ Styles. Um, but if you had to, like, if I had to pick which one, but I, I, I'm one. So that match with Oscar and Charlotte is on my like top five WrestleMania matches. But I don't, I understand because you, Charlotte was going to eventually have, I mean, Oscar was going to eventually have to lose. Right. Because she had to lose. I think that was the time to do it. Especially if you was going to go Carmella, then you don't want Carmella cashing in on Oscar. Like <laughs> she would have, she would have been a heat magnet for real. Yeah. So you had mentioned it, right? That like you had a pizza in the oven during your roller rumble. Right. But I got to know, like, what's a, uh... What's your favorite uh, snack to have, like, during pay-per-views? Uh, usually some wings. You know, um, what I do now, because uh, now with uh, work, we go live afterwards. I don't get a chance to go out. Um, I could, but it wouldn't. It's probably not feasible just because, you know, I got to make sure that, like, when we're doing the green rooms, I can pay attention and everything. So it's not really feasible to go out somewhere and watch it with, or, you know. but what I'll do is I'll um me and uh, me and my kids will sit back and you know we'll order food and you know either wings and pizza or whatever and then we'll watch it and, like and fries that. of course of course of course you got to have all that stuff too like, mm-hmm. I definitely like that idea and it's it's fun because like uh, I know for me WrestleMania t- this year being two nights I actually missed the first like four matches for night one and, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Chaz, it's 100% his fault. Uh, <laughs> just going to put it on him because it was. And, mm. like, uh, getting back and uh, watching it. And then night two, I was, like, I remember, like, cooking. And I was just, like, hey, like, I don't care what you guys do. Sorry, fam, but we were watching WrestleMania. <laughs> like, I just put everything to the side. I was just sitting there, like, snacking on cookies, like, while I'm watching WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, so, like, last year and the year before last, um yeah was it well the one with bianca and sasha i had actually cooked on the grill earlier in the day and you know i cooked on the grill and i think i might have did it the year before last too but that was just me and the kids but yeah the last year i had my nieces and nephews over as well as my kids but i cooked on the grill and you know we had food i realized like the two night wrestlemanias at first i was like all right this is cool it's nothing else i was like i see how i like it I actually do like it. I think this year it was being like going, you, you think it, okay. You, you, it's kind of weird because you're, when you go to WrestleMania, you used to like, um, Oh man, can you hear me? 
yeah, oh, I got you. Okay. Everything like froze on my uh sorry about that. But um, you know, when you doing the two night uh WrestleMania, you know, you used to like when going, you used to that everything leading up to Sunday. So it's like Saturday gets here, it's like, yeah, it's WrestleMania, but you know, you're so used to it being WrestleMania Sunday. And then afterwards you wake up the next day, it's like, you gotta do that again. You gotta get to the arena again and whatnot. But it was um, you know, it was still good. I think this year's you know, a lot of people say night two was way better than I've heard night one was better. It's a toss up for me. You know, night two definitely had that that shock with Austin and, you know, McMahon and the worst stunner. You know, everybody talks about the video editors <laughs> who deserve a raise. <laughs> it's funny, too, right? Because, like, I know on TikTok, like, while I was, like, putting content out, there was a guy who said that Austin Theory's sell of the stunner was a disgrace to Austin's legacy. And I what? was like, what? And, like, <laughs> now, I'm, and by the way, you're welcome, guy. I don't remember your, I don't remember your name, your handle, but you're welcome for getting this, like, other quick 30-second recognition about your, your video, your bad take on that. Because we were like, and so many people from the wrestling community was like, bro, if you're not watching The Rock, Hall, or even, mm. like, Dolph Ziggler, like, you have no idea what you're talking about because there's these were guys who were like selling the shit out of it or like yep. Santino Morella like doing the salute as he like gets stunned. <laughs> it's like there's so many people who did the same thing. Well, uh, Xavier Woods yeah. also did the same kick, like the flare hands <laughs> flaring everything. I was like, there's so many people who have done this same kind of selling. Like, you cannot come back here and be like, nah, Austin Theory was the worst. I was like. Austin was kind of uh, kind of tame compared to the rest of everybody else. Mm-hmm. How about when um when uh you know shoot what's his name I forgot it uh you know I remember when he got Byron Saxton you know right. uh, and w- I, so I didn't realize who it was because afterwards you know when you celebrate and I had to I had left my jacket backstage so I had to get go back there. And I was standing there and we was in, you know, in the room where I had edited it and everybody's like, who's that? Who's that in the ring? <laughs> you know, because if you, you, we didn't see him get up and go in there, you know, but yeah, it's, it, it it's always fun watching the stunner, but how, how, how'd you feel when you saw Kevin Owens hit Austin with the stunner? No, I was like <laughs> that. I was like, it's that, about time, right? That, you that's know, like respect. This- Vince did it from like the you know the nineties, remember? Because he used to always talk about get him with the stunner arm, and he used to do the stunner. Mm-hmm. So watching Kevin Owens do it was kind of a cool like trade moment. Like, yeah, you know, like kind of like a passing of the guard. Yep. I really, I, I really liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. I think I think Austin or not Austin, um, um, Pat McAfee's sell of the stunner like night two was. Prob- it it will probably go down as like one of my favorites of like all time because <laughs> shooting the beer out like a fountain. I was like, who who thinks of that? I was like, I'm so grateful that we have that, someone like him. That guy is such a natural entertainer, you know. And you could see like when he stepped out there in the arena, you know. I, I always go back and watch everything that I go to, and you could see like the way he was just like taking it all in. And then when he did the punt, you know, and then he got a match with Vince McMahon. Like that right there, like you know, he ain't win, you know. Right. And it's crazy because we probably we might have seen Austin and McMahon both have their last matches 
and they just broke all the rules going out on top. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh dang, Vince, like I I know it's been a while since you've been in the ring, but your clotheslines look like just trash. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, and I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. So who put the hate section out there? Like, I get it. Yeah, he's an old man now, man. But you mean to tell me my guy, my guy who used to be a genetic jackhammer can't keep his hand up here? Like, it's just it's just down here, right across the nipple line. Like, come on, man. We, <laughs> we know the rules. Like, I was genuinely like, ooh, it's kind of as like Pat McAfee is just selling his ass off in this match. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. That, okay. <laughs> Yo, but a question I have for you, right, that I wanted to ask, like, um, mm-hmm. what's been, like, one of the hardest lessons that you've had uh, getting into this, into the, into the, you know, creating content for, for people in the, in the wrestling business? Um, when, uh, let's see. I would say it's how you measure success, right? Um, a lot of people like to measure success by views and listens. And I would say, don't do that. Um, measure the success by how you feel about your product, because if you feel good about it and you go, you know, 110% and you feel great, then you'll be more willing to share it. And when you are willing to share it, there you go. You know, and I would say another lesson is your list. You'll find that your listeners and consumers will be strangers. Everybody, of course, everybody would love to have their family support, but when you really think about it and uh, as AEW, like talk about the demos, the demographic isn't your family. If they're not wrestling fans. Now, if you got family and friends that are wrestling fans and they listen to everything else, but they don't want to listen to you, even though they just going to ask you about the product anyway on the phone, that might be a problem. But <laughs> you know, um, you know, you'll find that I, I've learned that people I've never met in person have been supporting me for the past ten, going on eleven years, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's something like with this show, like full transparency for those who are wondering. This is episode 241 that we've done. And like uh, for now entering the ring, right, which was a show that we started in May during the pandemic. And we were just trying to get out content and stuff like that, just like everybody else. So to see like this show grow and stuff like I've genuinely been excited and like wanting to put out so much more out there because it's just it's fun. And uh, mm-hmm. and I remember like talking with uh, Chris Van Vliet, right? And I was telling him, I was like, you know, we we get we have average like six or eight listens an episode. And full transparency for those who don't know, that's what we do. And I was like, I don't care because I genuinely just love this show and I love doing it and I have so much fun with it. So I never think about like the listenership versus like what I get to put out and then the content. And I know people will find it and they'll listen to it and they'll have fun with it. But it's like one of these things that just I'm glad that uh, Chaz asked me to be like a part of this journey and mm-hmm. like being able to create something pretty much like out of, just out of, out of whim, just turn something so cool. And uh, also for those who aren't sure, uh, we're recording this on April 22nd, right? Of 2022. This is actually the first day that we actually dropped an episode of now entering. So this is like kind of like a cool moment for me to be able to wow, share that with congrats. somebody. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. So it's cool. And we get to, we get to have these episodes and we get to talk to people and like, we've had a, a who's who's list. And, you know, for us, I think like 
I keep telling people, I was like, sky's the ceiling, man. Like, we, sky's the limit. We, we can take this as far as we want. And I genuinely, I get, I pop myself every time I think about like, this is a two year anniversary for this show. I was like, damn, that's crazy. And, and that's the hard part for a lot of people. If you go on Apple and you look for like podcasts, or you go on Spotify, there's so many podcasts out there. But then there's like, let's just say, let me just throw a number. Let's say it's 10 million. There's probably, 500,000 that's only got one or two episodes you know because people give up so quickly and i'm like you know if you want to do this be consistent people you know ask me about i want to start a podcast this that and the other okay why um you know because it's like it's like you know it's kind of like you know it's like is it a fad or is something you want to do all right if you start a podcast do you know what you want to talk about do you know who your target audience is you know um then go ahead and do it, but be consistent. Because if you're inconsistent, then you can't build an audience. Right. You know? And that, that's the one thing, like, I, I look at myself and I think about, like, our journey, like, was so rough because, like, we were putting out two episodes. I remember putting out, like, two episodes every, 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 every week. It seemed like it was, like, every week, right? And mm-hmm. um, what ended up happening was I was recording, and, you know, during the pandemic, like, you know, everything was off the table. Like you were, you could break all the rules. <laughs> so like pretty much one, one problem I ended up running into was that I had a backlog of like oh, 18 episodes that I was like, <laughs> I had edited, hadn't done anything for it yet. And I was like, Oh my God, like I really need to release all these episodes so that we can get to the episodes that we want to get to. And mm-hmm. so I remember like one month, I just did a full drop. <laughs> it was like every day there was a new episode coming out. And then we were trying to product, you know, trying to market it, tell people about it, go check it out and stuff. It was it was hard. It was really, really hard to like be able to talk about it with people. But, you know, I think now we're kind of like in a good schedule where, you know, I may have like and if anybody doesn't know how how many episodes I record, I we probably do four episodes a week. And then oh, I'll what? get to like I'll get to like 12 that are in the can, edit all 12, put them out, and I won't even record another episode for, like, three weeks. And then I come back and knock out, like, another 12, and then put those out. And so it just keeps rotating and keep putting out more and more content. But it usually comes within, like, the month. So it's it's always really interesting to, like, try to stay consistent. But we definitely focus more on that Tuesday and Thursday schedules when we're dropping these episodes. Yeah, man. And as long as you have, like, your, your time and your schedule. You know, I used to I said I'm going to bring it back, but I've literally haven't had time to bring back my Breaking Through the Glass Ceilings podcast because that's, you know, kind of the same thing. You know, it's more like um, it's actually more, you know, talking to people about their careers and their career journeys. So you, I first did when I first did it, you know, it was one point I had like six episodes already lined up and, you know, I had all scheduled. But then. Um, you know, I was like, all right, cool, I'm good. Then I started getting backed up. Then it was like, all right, now every week I'm trying to book a guest. And so the last one I kind of did, and then I just kind of just went away silently. And I keep saying, like, I'm gonna bring it back, I'm gonna bring it back. I already know who I want to interview, but it's just a matter of picking a time, you know, and you know, you're trying to balance uh work, balance um, you know, your family and whatnot. And so that's the thing too, you know, because even with like now doing more stuff for the wrestling realm, it's like, all right, well, we got into the point. Now we got a Patreon account. So now we got to create content for that. 
you know, we got our merch store, so we gotta, you know, promote that. So it's like, well, bring it through glass ceilings, it can wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it doesn't really come down to like the timing thing too. Like you're right, like, you know, for those who are trying to figure out like a, a lesson. Yo, like I remember one day I had um I had an open I had an open day and I was just like, Well, let me schedule like a bunch of interviews and I'll I'll put things together and you go out and you go talk to all the different wrestlers that you want to put on and you, and you get them all scheduled up. And then of course, like things happen. So you may lose like one episode or two episodes, but I remember doing like four episodes. And then like the next day I was like, I have to edit all these episodes. And I was <laughs> like, I don't have the time. So you have mm-hmm. to like plan for like, not just like the time that you are trying to record, which typically like for me, I'm trying to record at night, but then you also have to plan for like, you're going to have to sit down and edit all these episodes <laughs> and yeah. figure that out. And that's also the toughest part too. I'm just like, man, I can't, I can't do anything. So a lot of the time, like if you guys are wondering for those at home, unless it's like egregious, I won't edit <laughs> these episodes. I'm just like, put it out there in this full transparent form. Cause I want people to see like, yeah, I treat the show exactly how I say I treat the show. And it's always fun. Yeah. You know, and that's what I do. Um, with, you know, the wrestling realm now podcast, I remember me, Dwayne, and now we've added our good brother, brother Hugh, we will sit there, you know, all the elements are already put together. So, you know, I can hit the intro button, you know, boom, record, unless, you know, there's an internet hiccup, don't have to worry about it. We just go right into it um, and, you know, rip the audio, upload it to Anchor, and we're good to go. Yeah. Yo, Anchor has been such a lifesaver for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, it really has. Um, so man, another question that I really want to ask you, right? Uh-huh. Is like, um, so we kind of talked about like things that brought you in with like family and stuff like that. But like what kind of advice would you want to give to like people who are really wanting to get into this like place? As far as um just podcasting or creation, yeah. wrestling. Okay. We'll, we'll go with podcasting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Main thing is just being consistent, knowing, you know, identifying your target audience from the jump. Um, you know, for me, breaking through glass ceilings, target audience is college students or people who are looking for inspiration um, or people who like hearing people's stories of success, you know, the wrestling realm and ring of wrestling and stuff, obviously it's wrestling fans. So, you know, it's really just knowing your target audience. That's very important because if you go out there and you recording stuff and you send it to the wrong people, you'll be upset. You're like, why you ain't listening? Well, you know, if you recorded a podcast about baseball and you send it to all your friends and none of them watch baseball, they're going to listen to one or two episodes just because they like you. Then afterwards, they're not going to take the time to do it because when you're asking people to listen to your show or consume your content, you're literally you know, asking them for their time at the end of the day. You're asking them for take time out of their day, time away from whatever their favorite TV show is and and listen to your stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. You really, you really, you really are. You're asking a lot. And that's also like another thing too. Like uh, one thing I like to tell people too, is like, you know, you had hit around the head with knowing your audience, but then knowing your time limit. Mm-hmm. Like, Typically, like, I like to keep episodes, like, around, like, the, the debate show is on a Sunday. If you're watching it live, it's probably, like, an hour and ten minutes long now because we've actually got a, a real structure to it. Whereas mm-hmm. before, it was just kind of, like, free reign. And some days we might pop off, like, a two-hour episode and try to figure out why we were going for two hours. 
But <laughs> for like this for like this kind of show though, I like keeping these like we sometimes these shows will go over an hour and it's it's fine. But genuinely, the most part, it's usually like thirty five to forty five minutes long because I understand. Like, listen, we got a lot of things going on in life, and I just want to get to like the meat and potatoes of like everybody's favorite subjects, which is where they want to learn. Right. And mm-hmm. know your time, like what you want to do and how long you want people to listen to your show. And as long as you're keeping things entertaining, like the show will take on its own life. And that's where I'm always like, be entertaining, know your timing, and then also know your demographic that you're aiming for. Yep. You hit it right on the head. So listen, man, like we, these are like most like, those are like my two big heavy hitting questions I really want to ask, but we got to get into the second best segment of, this podcast and you're probably wondering what's the first and that's usually the red dogs power rankings that you'll find on our debate show every sunday but this is the three count podcast 10 count questions and this is how it works i'm gonna fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast and whatever your answer is that's your answer (laughs) all right so we're gonna put on the imaginary timer for added pressure Bing! and here we go smackdown or raw smackdown favorite movie Oh, uh, let's say barbershop. Okay. Sonic <laughs> or Mario? Mario. Favorite color? Orange. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite submission? Sharpshooter. Are you a night owl or an early bird? I can go either way, but let's say night. Okay. Favorite podcast? <laughs> the wrestling realm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> if I say anybody else, then I spike somebody else. You know, we're going we're gonna to get the ladies love, those wrestling girls. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Oh, nominate one person. Uh, you had the real Dwayne Allen on yet? No, because he don't do too many public appearances, so he'd be a good person. <laughs> um, yeah, you said one person. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, bad bet. And then, last but not least, my favorite question: Ask every single person who comes on this show favorite curse word. Shit. <laughs> It is. It is legit like a great word. Like, I just don't knock people. Like, it's fun. It's fun to say at any <laughs> that, time. That is probably the best question I've ever been asked right here on the Three Count Podcast. <laughs> I've never been asked that question. I usually try to... <laughs> I, hey, it's my favorite question. Like, 100%. Like, I don't, even, I don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. This is also how I know that, like, our show on YouTube will never get monetized because every episode, like, I'm always asking this question. You can get monetized with curse words. My cousin did. Bet. All right. Well, then I figured it out. And <laughs> it's that goddamn algorithm. I swear. I, I, I haven't been able to crack the code. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my uh, watch time up. I got the subscribers, which was, you know, a pain, but. Now it's like, all right, how can I get just, you know, that watch time? It was so weird. Like when I cracked a hundred, when, when the three count podcast cracked a hundred subscribers mm-hmm. and I was able to just get my own custom URL and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. And now like, I'm just looking at like, we are at, I think we're at like 177 subscribers. It's like a thousand just seems like it's forever away. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It, 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 it would hurt YouTube in my opinion was once Facebook started integrating video in the timeline, Twitter started integrating video. So people stopped leaving. I mean, so, you know, I, I used to be able to post a link on Facebook. Boom. People say, oh, video, cool, click, go watch. 
now because people are like, well, I ain't stopping. I ain't gonna get off Facebook to go to your YouTube channel, and they keep scrolling because somebody else got something, you know. So that's always one of the things that's been tough. Yeah, I have to figure out like how to get people to just like watch our content and have fun watching our content. Like that'll be the that'll be the toughest thing. But, I would say uh, you know share in you know group chats and stuff. Don't don't be apologetic about sharing your content with you know people that you know will consume it. And, um, you know, and, and clipping off hot takes, putting it directly on the timeline and say, hey, for the full show, come here, you know, so that those those type of stuff is time consuming. But, you know, it helps. <laughs> that is the number one thing. It is time consuming. Mm-hmm. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, those are all my questions that I do have to ask. So I just need you to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, you can Google me, Brian H. Waters. <laughs> no, but, uh, is, um, yeah, you can follow, first of all, follow me on Twitter at Brian H. Waters. Uh, I was on Black Wrestling Podcast. And uh, as Brother Fam would say, make sure you put the H in. <laughs> and uh, Brother Math was like, who the, he put in the chat, who the, is Brian Waters? It's Brian H. Waters. But, um, yeah, you can follow me there um, on Twitter, Instagram. I have a Facebook page. Uh, you can go to Brian H. Waters Talk Show or B. Waters Productions. Of course, follow the Wrestling Realm at Wrestling Realm. Realm being spelled with a W. Make it alliteration. Shout out to my mother. That was her idea. And then follow me on Ring of Wrestling. And you can catch me every Tuesday on the Mac Mania podcast uh, produced by myself and you know hosted by Evan Mac, Global Voice, and Real Jack Farmer. Every Wednesday on Wrestling Realm Now podcast, which is hosted by me, the real Dwayne Allen and Brother Hugh. And I make guest appearances where requested. (laughs) Well, there you guys have it. He gave you all the handles. He told you everywhere that he's going to be. So, uh, you know, like every part of, you know, every great part of a wrestling match. We got to take this home because this is the three count podcast presents now entering and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone that's been there, done that and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you see the man, the myth, the legend right there. Brian H. Waters, he's here with us in the hot seat. And you guys know what to do. Tune in and text. Tune in to the next episode and be there or... You just wait for this episode to end. You wait for the outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to Anchor.fm forward slash the Three Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise oh. at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please. <laughs>